greater than x. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 288 of the Xbox Drive. I am one of your hosts, the man on the moose, Ryan Turford, and I am joined for the very first time on the show by the console creature himself, Bobby from Console Creatures. Bobby, how are you doing today, man? I am fantastic. It has been a great week for games. So, like, really, how can we complain? Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, there's too many games out at this point. I mean, we've been, you know, we've been spoiled for choice like the entire year, but it feels like we're coming to the bl- the big block. Like, the, we, the, this we're is on the like, next hurdle. Yeah, yeah, we're the on the, the tipping point. You know, Jedi Survivor is out. People are playing it. People are excited about it. Um, and then, you know, Redfall is going to be here next week. And then Zelda and Diablo and Street Fighter and Final Fantasy will all be here before we know it at this point. I honestly, I honestly, my biggest thing is like, where am I going to find the time? Because every game you mentioned, I want to play and I want to invest heavily. And so it's like, do I sleep or do I play games this time? Because like, really, we're at that time where the sun's out, so I can probably sacrifice a couple extra hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's really just it comes down to, do I need four hours or th- three hours of sleep? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm excited. Too, you know, there's also, you know, monetary values of which is going to be a topic later on the show. It's just one of those things where we can only buy so many games. So it's only just, so many in Canada, especially. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, you brought it up, but it, of course, is an Xbox Drive tradition, mm-hmm. as you may or may not know. Uh, we, of course, spend the first minute of the show talking about the weather. Uh, oh, my God. It's such a nice day out in Toronto today. Honestly, this is a sun shine beautiful day it's just uh i i bask in this because like in canada you know how bad it is when it's it's cold it's just like no we need spring we need summer we need sun i mean it's like you know perfect 11 degrees celsius so not too cold but not too you know not super warm Uh, you know we're not we're not shorts and t-shirt weather but it's a it's nice you know hoodie weather today and i i went for a nice walk today and it was it was it was really good it was good to be outside again today. You're doing better than I am because I've been stuck inside an office all day, reading the news and getting everything ready for this amazing show we're going to do today because I've been stoked since you asked me because like this is like the first time that I don't have to deal with court. And that's that was kind of the, like, the, the treat on top for me. Today. I like, mean, you're no going to have court. to deal with him a little bit. He wrote in a question for the show. <laughs> I, I caught the question and that's why I was like, oh, God, we have to deal with him in some capacity it's, today. But it's fine. We'll, we'll get to there. We'll handle that together when we get there but real quick before i clean the garage of course since this is the first time you've been on the show honestly i want you to just you know take the 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 moment just kind of let everyone know first of all what about console creatures about the creature cast i want you to promote yourself just in case anyone in our community is maybe you know hearing about you know console creatures for the first time yeah so basically we're just canadian independent canadian media outlet so we've been covering the games industry for i'd say about 10 years now so you might know some of us, Steve Vigvari, Dave Petrangelo, uh, Dennis Price, Luke Williams. I mean, a great bunch of guys that are very passionate about the games industry and, you know, covering all the big topics and making sure that we're delivering neutral quality content every day. So basically, yeah, I mean, if you want to know anything about the game industry, come check out Console Creatures. And we just launched a podcast about six months ago that's been really positively received within the community and like we're just continuing to put out episodes just like you guys and trying to do our best to just you know make sure that there's a community that we're building so that we can have as many inclusivity people you know inclusivity within the company and the community so i mean if you guys want to join us feel free like we're always welcome to see you guys there 
Absolutely. So crawlsandcreatures.com or the, 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 the creature cast it's on all the podcast services or YouTube. I know y'all started doing a video version pretty recently. Um, so you can definitely go check that out as well on their channel. And I gotta say, I mean, you guys are, are like probably one of the, the biggest, if not probably the biggest independent games outlet in Canada. And it's always, I mean, you guys have great articles on your website and stuff. In fact, again, one of tonight's, uh, topics is actually inspired by something you guys wrote up earlier this week. Um, so of course that's one of the reasons why I want to make sure to have you on the show so we can talk about this, of course. Super fun. It's a big topic in Canada. Like I'm glad that uh, surprisingly, well, I should say first let's say with, I'm glad that we're talking about it, but I'm also surprised that not many people are covering it because like it is a big topic in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's something we actually talked about on a Yumi Capri episode, which is our monthly Patreon po- exclusive podcast back in January when a different game was coming out. Um, so it's actually interesting now for us to finally talk about on this podcast, but again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about that later. Of course, it's time to clean the garage and do all of course, all of course the, the carpool plugs. So folks, I know if you want to support the show, there's a number of awesome ways to do that. Number one, if you're watching the live stream right meow or at youtube.com slash carpool gaming, don't forget to like the video, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, because come on, what are you doing if you haven't subscribed yet? And of course, ring that notification bell to be notified whenever we go live with a live stream like this one, or whenever we put up a new video. Just like this weekend, Carpool Gaming Days is a thing. We announced it on Monday. Um, it's going to be all day, Saturday and Sunday, right here, youtube.com slash carpool gaming. Uh, we're going to be talking about the future of carpool gaming. We're going to be having community games with you uh, in, in the chat, um, as well as we're going to have community show takeovers, which we announced this week as well. So each of the three drive shows are being taken over by members of the community. So the Xbox drive, as an example, will have an episode done by Skinny Matt and Dave Moore, the original co-host of the Xbox drive um, and all the other shows announced the similar guests this week, plus a bunch of other surprises. Again, if you you know are new to carpool gaming, um, this is kind of a yearly thing for us where we're usually, this is where we do all the big announcements for all the new content that's coming uh, throughout the year and any changes we make to the Patreon and things like that. You're gonna be able to hear about all that stuff on Carpool Gaming Day. So make sure to join us 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday this weekend, or you, know, you can come a little bit early for the pre-show. It starts at 10.30, we're going to be playing some Mario Kart with the community. So come hang out with us all weekend long. Also, speaking of that, Patreon, if you want to support us and, you know, maybe get some of our content a little bit early or maybe some exclusive content, exclusive, head on over to patreon.com slash carpool gaming. Throw a little tip in the old tip jar, just like Tim Elf did, who actually became a gold member this week. So huge shout out to Tim for joining the Patreon. Tim, you rock. All right, without further ado, it is time to grab our A-Tracks. Pop up in, it is time for the playlist, and uh, we got things to talk about, or at least I know I've got some games on here, uh, but Bobby, I know you probably can't talk too much about games you've been playing, right? It's just that time of year. It's, it's yeah, it's down to the wire, so uh, playing a couple embargoed games, but I mean, of games I could talk about, I'm I'm still wrapping up Dead Island 2. Um, I... I'm trying to get into the pixel remasters. Like I know you mentioned you're, you're playing them, but like it, it's hard to go back to them when there's just so many games, but yeah, my yeah. main focus has been dead Island too. Just going back and doing a couple of replays. It, it's such a great zombie game. Um, I ended up liking it more than dying light too. And that, that kind of shocks me because I mentioned in my review, I, I love dying light. I think it was probably one of the best zombie games of all time. And then you get the sequel coming out and it, it, it kind of just, it fell apart for me mm-hmm. from the beginning. So I kind of just left it alone, but Guys, if you haven't played Dying Light or Dead Island 2, 
go get it. I know it's a little bit pricey now, but when it's on a price drop, highly recommend it. It's probably one of the best games you'll play this year. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing about the Pixel Me Masters. Part of the reason why I'm actually playing them right now as opposed to later is because Dead Island 2 was actually a game I was I kind of had it slotted in for this week because I was actually pretty excited about it. And as we'll talk about a little bit later, it is a little bit pricey right now, so it is kind of a wait on sale. Um, and I'm just waiting for the other games to kind of come out. So here's what I've been playing. Uh, first off, Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. I platinumed Final Fantasy 1, uh, which was awesome. Uh, I had a great time kind of revisiting that. Um, I'm playing through two right now. Um, and that one's kind of like the, the weakest, I think of all the, the final Fan- yeah. older final fantasy games. That's what I noticed too. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I actually think I'm enjoying it more now with the, the new coat of paint with the pixel remasters, plus the ability to kind of, um, neutralize some of the grindiness by enabling some of the boosts. Like I'm not using them to make the game easier. I just using them to, you know, make the grind a little less tedious, for those games. So I'm enjoying that. And I, I, I'll be continue to talk about them for the next couple of weeks. Um, a, or a little bit earlier today, I got a chance to check out the last case of Benedict Fox. Um, it just came out today. It's in game pass. So if you're listening to this and you want to check this out, um, it's on game pass right now on PC and console. I played on PC. Um, cause that's just where I'm seeming to play a lot of games now lately, which is just weird to say. Um, cause I've been so kind of not into PC games for the longest time. Um, and I've, been enjoying it so far i'm only an hour in um it's this metroidvania game where you play as a detective um who has supernatural kind of eldritch powers um he is going into the memories of his uh father to try and you know unravel this big case and and kind of solve this mystery surrounding why he has these powers that he has um because apparently he's had them for a very long time um, so I love kind of the mystery it's building, but also I like the, the Metroid media aspects of it as well. Like it's, it's focused on melee combat, um, where you kind of build up a combo meter that then allows you to shoot your gun, which is very powerful. Like it one shots pretty much any of the normal enemies, um, and then deals a lot of damage to some of the bosses. Um, and you get different powers along the way and stuff as you would in kind of any Metroidvania. Um, so it's a game that I was actually looking forward to a lot when we first saw it first last summer at the Xbox showcase. And uh, I got to say, I'm having a lot of fun with the, the full game. So I think I'm going to stick with it. So I'll talk about it probably more on next week's show as I get much further. And again, it just came out this afternoon. So I'm only an hour in. Um, And the last game I want to talk about, because this is, you know, Xbox adjacent, because this is on PC, Honkai Star Rail, of course, came out this week. This is the new game from uh, Mihoverse, the company that does uh, the Genshin Impact games. Um, And I was excited to check this one out, being, you know, a big RPG fan, and I love turn-based RPGs, and knowing that, you know, it's a game from them that isn't like a big action RPG, that's not an open-world game. It's like a very linear turn-based game. I was actually really excited about this one, Um, tried it out over the weekend, and really, really enjoyed what I played, but I actually tweeted about this. There's actually a big kind of problem with the PC release where if you want to play with controller on PC, there are literally no accessibility functions in the game. So it, you're not able to invert your controls. You, there are really no accessibility options of any kind in this game, which, you know, for a modern 2023 game, that's that really hurts to see because I'm someone who can't really play 3D games with while controlling the camera without inverted controls. I just just can't do it. It breaks my brain. Um, So unfortunately, as much as I'm enjoying Honkai Star Rail and as much as I like the fast-paced turn-based combat that they have there, 
I just have to put this one down until they add some of those features, whether it's in a patch later, or I know they'll have this in the PS5 version um, when that releases, because they've already mentioned that. Um, so I imagine maybe that's what, what I wait for at this point. But, you know, that's a game that I think RPG fans, I know I know a lot of our fan, RPG fans in the community are talking about that game. Um, and I know it's pretty awesome. So I'm excited to get to it eventually when they fix some of this stuff. I, I, I have it on my phone. I, I think I spent about 10 minutes with it, but then... It's just like, I want to play it on a big screen on my console. So it's like, do I just splurge now and play and get involved? Or do I just wait and just enjoy the experience when it's fresh on PlayStation? And I'm when I'm hoping they add like the accessibility features and uh, the, like the, the the haptics. I, I, I play games for that stuff. Like I love the the bonuses they add to it. So it's like, mm-hmm. I love playing on my phone, but it's like, do I do I want to side? Do I want to wait? Do, like it, it's just like a it's a risk and reward thing for me. It's like, do I just risk it now? Yeah. Or wait five months? But because like, it looks incredible, all the trailers have looked so good. I I didn't really get into Genshin Impact. I I played it for a couple of months and then dropped it. But then this one comes along and it, it just blew my mind. It's like this is way more in tune with what I prefer in RPG. So it's like. It's one of yeah, yeah. It's that too many games situation again, and go figure. It's free, so it's like I'm struggling with it even more. Yeah, but the one of the nice things is again because you now that there are a lot of games out right now, you can wait with something like that, and you know there will be a whole bunch of stuff added to the game by the time you actually do pick it up. So this is one where I'm actually like okay with waiting. It's just well, it's just exactly. because I'm not picking up Dead Island, and I've already decided I'm not picking up Jedi Survivor either right away. Like that's probably a wait for sale too for me um that's you know between those two at this point like i know redfall you know we're gonna be playing it next week so um that's kind of the that's next the big game for me at this point so that's that's exactly the thing and I, it's just yeah it's just like prioritizing what you want to play so like we know i mean so with jedi survivor we heard the reviews and i i mean i'm playing through it right now and like i kind of see what they're what they're talking about so it's like i see the the issues the performance it's like i can wait six months i can wait yeah when it's more primed and ready and then Redfall, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's st- I'm still torn because the 60 frames per second kind of really bugged me. Mm-hmm. And then today you're seeing like the, the case actually is promoting 60 frames per second on the back yep. with a sticker saying like, it'll come, it'll come post launch. Yeah. I love the sticker and, then, and just how like, like, I just don't get that. Is. Oh it, my God. It's, it's so like, good. it's like your biggest feature is 60 frames per second to me. I mean, like that's why I, I want to play on Xbox. It's, it's always, it's got the power. It's capable. Why, why aren't they having it at launch? And like that kind of just like put me uh, on the path to waiting. It's like, yeah. I have Minecraft legends. I'm still playing. I have the embargo game I'm playing. So like that's, that's, that's taking out all my time, but like I would like to be pulled away from that. And unfortunately Redfall just couldn't do it for me. So I'm going to wait and see what's happening with it. And if it turns out being, you know, something I have to play now, I'll, I'll suck it up and play it. Yeah. in 30 frames because like mm-hmm. i don't know we're in that age we don't we don't need 30 frames per second it doesn't really oh that's true that's why i'm actually like again i'm actually very thankful that i got a, a gaming pc fairly fairly recently because they just posted the 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 ultra stats for it and i'm like my computer matches all that i'm so ready to play that you know at ultra 60 frames per second like that that is going to be the way that you know we, that type of experience we should have on xbox um that we're exactly. not unfortunately getting exactly launch, so and it's so and then i have to get a new pc i mean i have a steam deck but like there's no way a steam Deck can run that at 60 frames so it's like my yeah. pc's old i'm kind of stuck so it's like i'll wait yeah we have so many things like i have the last king the benedict fox after image just came out there's 
the Bramble, uh, the Mountain King coming out. There's so many games that I want to play. It's like, I, I, there's always priority. So it's like Bethesda, Arcane, I love you guys, but yeah, I got to wait on this one. Sorry. Yeah. No, and sometimes you might just want to bust out your favorite Heroes in a Half Shell. Just, you know, I have a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, just sitting on my desk. Just cause. Oh, that, just, cause iconic game. Just I, I think it's great. One of the best. One of the best Ninja Turtles games. I, I will not take any other opinion on that one. Absolutely. I love the Manhattan Project. Actually, yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's what we've been playing this week. But uh, let's slam the brakes on this conversation because it's time for some breaking news. And we're going to do breaking news a little bit different this week because we have two kind of big topics we're going to get to after kind of our news stories. Um, but I want to talk about, you know, a couple of these first. So first off, this is actually really interesting. Microsoft have announced five limited edition Redfall controller designs that are now available via Xbox Design Labs. These controllers can be fully customized the same way that other Design Lab controllers are. No word yet as to how long these are going to be available on Design Labs. But the reason I found this interesting is normally this is the type of thing that we've actually seen Microsoft not sell. Like they've usually been used for promotions, whether you can win one or you get one sent in the press, like Space Jam controller. I got back here that, you know, that we have those ones too. I have the, where's mine? Uh, It's probably in the other room, but, uh, but yeah, so I I got my Forza controller. I love this controller. These are why I love Xbox. Like their controllers are my favorite, but yeah. yeah. So so they don't do this type of thing that often. So I, I thought this was really cool because First off, you know, we have the ability to, you know, fully customize these controllers if we want if we want them. We can, you know, add all the different, you know, accoutrements if we want them. Um, but also I I just like that they're making them available to the public. Cause again, this is not something that like they've been toning down the special edition controllers that they've been, you know, selling that. Um, this generation for whatever reason or other. The Forza one was really one of the only ones we've gotten. Um, so I, I, I'm actually glad that they're doing this type of thing. So I'm hoping this type of thing is something they're going to continue to do. What do you, what do you think about this though? Have you seen some of these controller designs? Are you interested in them at all? I, I personally think it's a great idea. I mean, like really the controllers, it serves one purpose, but I mean, that's where the personality shines in. Like I might like say, Oh, on the page, I don't know if everyone, if everyone pulls it up, but like there, there's one controller in particular. It says it's like that purple and blue one. I love that, but I, and it shows personality. It's like, I like to, I mean, we should be able to express ourselves to our consoles. So like when, when I was a kid, I would throw stickers on my Wii. I put like monster stickers on it. And that was just me expressing myself. But now in an official capacity where Xbox is like, Hey, we'll just do that for you. We'll offer you, you know, these, custom theme controllers i think it's a brilliant idea i mean people love this stuff that's that's their bread and butter i think like that's one of the biggest things i liked about the 360 when you could buy the remember the exclusive uh, i think they're the console covers like those are great yeah the face stuff like that is brilliant it's like it's it's simple marketing it's it's it doesn't affect the system it's just a way to personalize your console if you're going to be using it all the time why not you know put your own little signature on it a little flair well, the funny thing is gorgeous. we're actually seeing that more from Sony with the, the faceplates that they and have. In fact, that's what's blew my mind. Did you see it's the like Final Fantasy swapped. 16 ones? I did. I didn't like them. They're so basic. It's yeah. it's just they slapped the logo on a black cover plate. I could do that. I wish the logo, I wish, I actually think it would be better if the logo that they slapped on it was way bigger. If it covered like half the plate or a lot of the plate. Like I feel like it probably would have, you know, popped more versus the logo is like this big and the, the rest of the case is like yay that's high. exactly it you know it's, it's lost it's lost real estate it's just a little logo on the side and then, and then i saw the controller I, i'm not a fan of it this is probably the first official dual shock 
I was like, that that that's what they're selling. Like, yeah. no, no shade to, to Sony or whatever, even. But it's it's like, no, you guys could do better. Yeah. Well, that's true, Bobby. I'm also going to just throw out there the fact that I've been refreshing Ami Ami, which is a Japanese website, all day, just waiting for them to put up that controller so I can buy it. <laughs> so, oh really? I, See, I am that target I saw it and I was like, <sighs> I I. Uh, I'm torn on it. Like it, it doesn't really scream Final Fantasy. Like what's what's telling you it's a Final Fantasy controller? Like much. the God of War one, you had the wolf and the bear. That's cool. And then you had like, um, geez, there's a couple of ones. I think there was like a. Remember, there's an Archarder controller. Like there were specific controllers made for things. And then this one is just like it's. It just seems like a, a phoned-in bundle. It's just got a bunch of runes on it. You're like, oh, I guess I guess these like magical circles and stuff are supposed to mean Final Fantasy. I guess I guess that's a thing. That's exactly it. Like like honestly, they have the the console's huge. Like the PlayStation console's huge. So like they could have put like a custom like brilliant design on it and I really thought they would, but this like the PlayStation 4s and the PlayStation 4 Pros, like there are some iconic bundles you could have bought like the Destiny ones or the God of War bundles, the Spider-Man, like that's what I wanted. I wanted something that actually screams like, "Hey, this is a, this is a, a themed console. Like here's what we're selling to you." Mm-hmm. but like that's it. cool i mean whatever two star on like i honestly i'm no shade i mean it's just like i expect more but we're gonna move on we're gonna do quick lap news stories this is a segment where i'm basically run through some news stories quick and then bobby if you want to chime in about any of this stuff let me know and let i'll chime in about a couple of these things first off aliens dark descent has a release date it'll launch on june 20th this is like the the real-time tactical aliens game looks pretty cool like they released a new trailer for it and I'm kind of interested in this one. I, I like Aliens a lot, so I'm actually excited. I saw the trailer. It looks cool. I, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously check it out. I, I'm not opposed to playing any game. If it, even one trailer pulls me in, I'm down. I'll be there day one. I'll play it. But yeah, Aliens, there should be more Alien games. Though. I mean, I haven't seen a good Alien game since, I think, what was the, the one with they did with uh, like the co-op game a couple years ago? Oh, uh, Fireteam Elite. Yeah. I like that game. I, I wish there was more games in the universe. I wish there was more games based on Prometheus, like that kind of stuff. But yeah. hey, no, it's cool. I'm down. Yeah. June, you're going to be a busy month. So good luck, guys. Yeah, It's going to be a bit. It's it's launching two days before Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. I was going to say, that, this seems like the roughest window for that. Like, I'm excited for it. But it's also like, maybe I'm not playing that one right away because I'm going to, all my time's just going to be swallowed by Final Fantasy and Diablo in June. I'm not right. even going to pretend like it's. I won't be sleeping in June. Yeah. So I don't think many of us are. Sorry, to. future me. You're you're not getting any sleep. Sorry. Yeah, I, you're, no sleep till you. July at this point. But moving on, Division Two. It's not getting a current gen version. After all, they announced that there was a Series X version coming, and they confirmed that there actually is not one coming after all. So we're just stuck with last gen. They don't want to leave last gen behind. Apparently, I don't know. I I think they should. It's time to abandon last gen. Like we've had three years of these console generations and we've done nothing with them yet. There's yeah. been no true game outside of maybe like Rift Apart or Returnal that's kind of pushed it. Yeah, Sorry, like I love PS4 gamers and Xbox gamers, but like guys, I mean, it's not you're holding us back. It's just like, I mean, it's just like the technology's advanced past that point. Like it, it really isn't pleasant to play on those consoles anymore. I've tried to go back and just like, just, just to see how it is, right? And it's like, I can't, it's too painful. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I think... Um, yeah, it's weird that they, they're kind of like that, but especially because you you could have used the excuse of the supply chain of the consoles uh, for uh, for a while now. But at it's this point, now. you know, that's done at this point. We're we're kind of good. The, the consoles are kind of out there 
I can go on Amazon right now and get a PS5 or a Series X, no problem. You could go market store and get it if you want. Like, that's the best thing. I I went to I went to Walmart and I went to uh, Best Buy and I was like, whoa, wow, they actually have the consoles in stock. You could just walk to the counter and say it. I want a console. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's not just the last gen versions. I mean, to be realistic, it's probably Ubisoft uh, internal issue with probably the employees and just like they don't have the manpower to do it anymore so i mean they're probably spread out thin on different projects there's still the avatar game that everyone's working on at ubisoft which i'm pretty sure is high priority for them because i mean it's been delayed three times and it should have been out and it's supposed to be like the next big mmo so i mean yeah between that and then division heartland which is apparently supposed to be coming soon too which is the free-to-play division game like i think that's kind of where their mindset is at that point even though they just announced a bunch of new division two content is coming so i mean there is it's it's not like division two is not getting support at all but yeah it seems no but it's yeah it just feels like they 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 dropped the ball on this like there there was definitely i know i if if it was on current console i would have played it i probably would have gone back but Mm -hmm. at this point it's like uh, i don't want to install the old version and it's it's not optimized on my controllers and my 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 console the load times are abysmal that's what kills me any game from the position it's just the load time that i can do with I don't care about the graphics. It's the load times that have that have yep. spoiled me. Exactly, and it, yeah, it always hurts when I want to play when I go back and play the backwards compatible version of Ninja Gaiden Black because yeah. I don't know if you've played that before. But if you play the backwards compatible version of Ninja Gaiden Black, sometimes it, even though the console, the Series X, will load the game instantly, um, you have to sit through a mandatory yep. three and a half minute load screen. Just cuts. Just cuts. Because that's of, why I dropped it. That's why I was like, I can't play this. Yeah. It, it, I, I love Ninja Gaiden Black. It's such a perfect game to yeah. me, but That'd low be- times have, have have changed, and it it's it's made me a little bit snobby. Sorry, yeah. I mean the truth is, yeah, I mean I don't want to spend two minutes waiting for a loading screen anymore. Yeah, just cause, anyways. But moving on, Diablo Four is getting another open beta on May twelfth to compete with Zelda. I guess um, I loved the Diablo Four beta. And I don't best know. beta I've played in years. Fan, yeah. Fantastic! I'm looking forward to it. So I mean, the stress test is cool. I I'm probably gonna try Necromancer. That's the only class I haven't done. But like, yeah, great! I I can't wait. I mean, we're literally a month away from a brand new Diablo game. Like this is, yeah, pretty big. Yeah, and there's more unlockables to get too with this particular beta. So that's the main reason I'm going back. It's like I I, I got to get all the the other cosmetics they, they're going off, and because also I just really like the beta a lot before. So um, I'm excited for it, despite the fact that again it's the same week as Zelda, so um, it's going to be tough to justify it. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and I'll last find but a not couple hours. Yeah. Exactly. And then last but not least, I had to throw this one there. This is a Ryan Turford story if I've ever heard one before. Atari has purchased Accolade as well as a bunch of old PCIPs, which means that if we ever want a new Demolition Racer, Hardball or Bubsy game, we'll need to talk to Atari about it. I'm just like, why did why did they go out and buy it's Bubsy? Such a weird he- it's such a weird headline. I actually posted about this last week because it's like Atari bought all these. They bought like over 100 properties yeah. from the 80s and 90s and like I think I want a new Bubsy game. I want a remaster of Bubsy 3D. And (laughs) I'll take it right now. I mean, Atari, if you're listening, please give us more Bubsy. Actually, believe it or not, I actually think that Bubsy 3D or even just the original Bubsy or Bubsy 2, way better than those new Bubsy games that they made. Because remember, they had those two PS4 ones, and those games were awful. (laughs) 
I, I don't acknowledge them anymore because I, I actually returned it. I was like, nope, nope, can't play this. This is abysmal. But like the original Bubsy, I, I remember as a kid being like one of the f- like the, the funniest games I've ever played just because yeah. I was like so new to gaming. I thought this was a great idea. But hey, Atari, please. I'm please actually kind of surprised they never went back and did like a Bubsy collection of the old Bubsy games or just put them on Switch Online. Like I'm at like that's one of those games I could actually see just popping up on Nintendo Switch yeah. Online update one day. Bubsy 1 and 2. You can play them on your I Switch in, in the SNES Classics. I thought they were because I remember a couple years ago, like Bubsy was back on the news. They had like the mascot back and I was like, maybe there's going to be a collection. And then we got the new one of some new game. I, maybe that's what it was. But Yeah, it was a new game, which was yeah. not good. So, yeah. there you I go. mean, I forgot about it. So that tells you exactly how good it was. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, well, let's slide into cruise control. We got a couple cruise control topics this week. First up, you know, Sean and I made an agreement on this show that we would not talk about the Activision Blizzard deal on the Xbox Drive unless something significant happened. And folks, this week we got some significant news this week. The CMA has officially blocked the Activision deal in the United Kingdom. Um, Microsoft is allowed to appeal this decision, but basically the appeal process takes about a year or two to complete. And then by the time the appeal process is complete, if Microsoft wins the appeal, it doesn't overturn the decision. Then the CMA goes back and looks at it again and then decides from there. And then if they decide, hey, they that that this deal is still not good, they can they just block it again and that'll be it. That'll be that. Um, this also kind of tease up the idea of now maybe the, the FTC and um, the EU maybe looking at this case as being giving more kind of ammunition to maybe the FTC's case of maybe blocking the deal as well. Uh, but Bobby, this is kind of a huge story in Xbox. Obviously, you know, the Activision Blizzard deal, people are kind of sick of it at this point because it's been going on for a year and a half. But I want to know what you think about this. And if you think the deal is, is done, if you think it's still go, if they're going to if, if it's worth fighting for, what do you think? First off, I'm just tired of this deal. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. I, I need it to end. I think we all agree on that. It's, it's been almost two years of this back and forth between different countries and Microsoft and Activision. I don't think it's gonna just stop in its tracks. There was actually an update. Um, I think this this afternoon. Apparently, Microsoft put out a statement saying, like, uh, basically. Uh, global. Inve- I'll actually read it out to you. It says, global innovators, large and small, will take note that despite all re- rhetoric, the UK is clearly closed for business. And basically what they're saying is uh, they're going to proceed with regardless of what happens in the UK because, I mean, they still got approval in Saudi Arabia, Brazil, Japan. Their biggest hurdle now is North America, and I don't see that stopping here. So really, it's, it's probably going to go down. It'll just you'll see countries not getting the benefits of this deal. Mm-hmm. They'll probably have to do imports. So that's probably what I'm thinking is going to happen. Yeah. Or, or likewise, but, uh, they could do something where a third party party publisher publishes call of duty. Uh, exactly. Region, as an example, just like how call of duty in Japan currently is being published by square every single year. It's not a, yeah, it's not exactly. published by Activision at this point. Um, I, yeah, that, that's the thing. It really just depends on what happens with the FTC at this point. Because actually, I'm going to bring in the Muffin Mon, Kevin Ainsworth from the Discord, who had a question for us, who asked, curious if you guys think it is time just to throw in the towel on the Activision Blizzard King deal. Personally, I don't think another year or at least a fighting is worth it for Xbox. It just seems like a lot of manpower that they could just use to buy the Crash Bandicoot IP and just call the day. Yeah, Kevin, they're not going to not going to do it that, that way. Um, yeah, I feel like 
it might it, it just depends on their what the FTC says cuz i think their statement like their closing has to be in sometime in june um so we have to hear what they have to say about it and if the FTC approves a deal then you're right bobby i actually think that they'll probably just stick to their guns and if it doesn't um get approved by you know the the uh the uk then it is what it is like that's, that's exactly they, they they won't sell the games them like themselves in the uk and they'll just you know, go about their day and actually get the, the deal through. But if it doesn't get approved in the United States, and I actually think Kevin has a point where at that point you might consider just getting like walking away from that deal. Cause it would cost um, Microsoft $3 billion to give the Activision, but it might be cheaper for them to do that versus fighting for it in court for a year and a half. That's just to exactly. Have it down again. That's exactly. And if Phil Spencer or, such in the dollar like we don't want to do this deal anymore it won't hurt them in the long run this will probably hurt activision way more than anything because they're the ones who are gonna have to deal with the fallout not microsoft anything that happens after this it's gonna be um bobby kotick on the line and his board and they're the ones you're gonna be cleaning up the mess and honestly i mean i i think that's okay they they deservedly need to clean up their mess anyway so if they're stuck out with the fallout, cool. Microsoft will be fine. It's Microsoft. They can make these kind of big gambles and walk away with them. Yeah, they're, they're, I would that's be more worried about Microsoft. I would be more worried about Activision with their their stock price tanking and about, and the reason why that's they wanted to be acquired in the first place was the company was in trouble. So I I don't know. Like the three billion dollar cushion would will be nice for them, but I do think they they'd be the mo- they have the most to lose out of anyone in this deal if they exactly. if it doesn't so, go through. Yeah, I I. It, it it just needs to end. I know these things obviously take time. Like we can't, you yeah. lawyers cannot push these, but it's, it's, it's like a walking time bomb. I think it's just the longer this goes on, you're going to see some toxicity in the community, in the community. You're going to see online, just people going crazy and losing their minds over the, which I all never understand because it, it doesn't involve them one and two, like really it makes no difference. So I don't know. It's just a weird talking point these days. It's like a loaded question is like is this deal gonna end when's it gonna end yeah and yeah and we're not lawyers we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend to be so like it will we'll just assume it'll end at some point hopefully please hopefully so it, ends, it, it ends with the right people in the right positions yeah. leading the company to to what it could be because i mean activision Absolutely. has some great talent they're to me it just from what i've read and seen it just it, it seems like they're they're shackled to games they don't want to do and things they don't want to make i mean Look at Vicarious. They they got they basically you know were dissolved and they started working on Call of Duty and StarCraft and World of Warcraft. Like they they started doing things that they weren't known for, and like that that's a shame because like really, at one point Activision had some incredible IPs, and now they're they're a one trick pony. It's either Call of Duty or what Overwatch. That's the, their two yeah. big games. Yeah, and you know every two years there's a World of Warcraft expansion. So there's that, but you know, beyond that, you're right. They don't really have like every once in a while you'll get like, you know, a game like crash bash that's coming out in June, which um, is a lot of fun. Yeah. If you haven't played the beta, fantastic beta. I'm actually surprised it, it's way better than I thought. So yeah, I mean, there are instances of some yeah. expansion, but like, I mean, Activision used to sell some really great games. Like they, they've, they've fallen off the horses. 
To me, at least. Exactly. I mean, they're responsible for half of Atari's games on the 2600 library. Exactly. Like, like that, that's how many different IPs they, ha- they have in their treasure hold that they're not using. Like, they're kind of like Konami in that way, where Konami has all these licenses, but they just don't do anything with them. And Activision's kind of like that, too, where they, they have the license to so many things and they just don't do anything with them. But um, I Can't See comes in with a late question who and he asks or they ask um since the activision blizzard deal was blocked do you think they go after another studio if so what are the best candidates so again even though it's blocked as we kind of talked about that doesn't you know mean that the the deal's necessarily over but if it if uh for whatever reason they were to walk away from this would who would who do you think that they would target for acquisition or would they actually go out and uh, try and acquire anyone after this what do you think realistically yeah i it's it's xbox their whole thing is acquiring so i mean if they were i would my biggest i mean my prediction would be something like bandai namco mm-hmm. koi tecmo two japanese publishers that are probably doing the best they've ever done so far and like that's the only market they haven't been able to conquer properly i mean yeah the proof is in the pudding right there there's no console sales i mean it's just like it's, it's not a brand that is synonymous with japanese culture so i mean i i think it'd be something in the far far east just something unexpected because like those two are probably my two top picks for for being acquired i mean they're not they're not huge but they you know they have enough to offer i mean obviously like elden ring can you imagine if that became an exclusive on xbox yeah or just or even the if it wasn't sequel. exclusive like what if it was in game pass <laughs> yeah that's what I think. It would be something like that. It, it, they would look at what's happened in the past, like the last like three years of Bandai Namco or whatever, and I would say like, hey, I want them. They they clearly know what they're doing, and they have support of some of the biggest Japanese developers, like FromSoft. Like if they had Armored Core on Game Pass the day one, mm-hmm. that'd be huge. Yeah, I actually but think Tecmo. Like then you have them. You have like um, I don't know. Wo Long was on day one. I believe it was on. Game it was Pass on, on Game day Pass, one. Yep. Yeah, so like if they're like we're gonna have Neo three and um, it's gonna be on Game Pass day one, or you know we're we're working with Koei Tecmo's working with uh, Square Enix on an exclusive Final Fantasy game that's coming to Xbox Xbox Game Pass. It's like I can picture this happening, and it wouldn't affect Square because I know Square's kind of got like an issue with, or I don't even want issues. I don't want to say issue. I guess they're not too fond of xbox at this point i know they have a really weird release schedule some games don't even ever make it on xbox but like i could see koi tecmo being like the third party the bridge to bring square to xbox yeah because they have such a great relationship as it is the the crazy thing was when we looked at last year like we got actually got really good support from square enix on xbox and just this year just, exactly it's just basically been a ghost town like fiat rhythm or octopath like those should have been on xbox i don't know what they were doing over there but uh yeah it doesn't make sense and i know people still want final fantasy and remake it's like i know that square probably have a long exclusivity deal but that would bring a lot of people to the console yeah i think so too but i mean i personally look at it differently where i don't I don't actually think they go out and buy a big company. I think maybe what they would do instead is take the money from the Activision Blizzard deal that they were going to commit to that and then use that to maybe acquire some smaller companies, maybe some independent companies like they did in the past, um, like more of the the type of size deals as like in exile or something like that. But then using the rest of those funds to get brand new, like day one games on Game Pass or games exclusively on Xbox, like trying to play Sony's game of 
playing the exclusive game because, you know, clearly that's the game that Sony's playing and they need to, you know, if they want to compete with Sony and, and they can't compete on an acquisition, a large acquisitions level, then maybe that's the method of attack is throwing the money at exclusives or just game pass day one deals for every game that's out there at this point. I think that's a better option. I mean, monopolizing the industry is a bad idea. Having two or three companies owning the majority of the, the, the game studios is a bad, 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 bad decision. I really hope they don't do that. I, I mean, yeah. they've done, I mean, what they've done with Bethesda is, it's, I don't know. I, it left a sour taste in my mouth. Like I, I think it, like it really, it made me hesitant to support them. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. still like their games. Like I obviously would love to play them on day one, but it's just like, <sighs> yeah, that's why I think like the better approach like, might be in not instead, not exclusive stuff, but maybe just make everything, try and make as many games as possible ga- day one in game pass in the industry. You can throw money at a problem. It won't fix it. Yeah. I don't care. That's my, that's, that's my thing is I don't care what you, how much money you have, but you, you can only go so far with money. Yeah. You need to have the creativity. You need to have the people that wanted, you know, make these games. So it's like having unlimited funds means nothing when you don't have the, the creativity to, to support it. That, yeah. That's that's what Xbox's biggest problem is to me. They just don't have a clear path to the next five years, to me at least. I mean, that, that's yeah. just my opinion. Obviously, I mean, I could be wrong, but from just looking at what they've done the past five years and their output, it, it's like they, they're they're creatively they're creatively. I can't even talk today. Creativity. I can't. Creativity. I can't. Creativity. I'm struggling today. Or something like that. Yeah, they're bankrupt. They're it's been a long day. It's, they're they're bankrupt in that sense. It's just like there's just like as much as like Forza Horizon or like Minecraft, those only go so far. Like they're they're great games. They're fantastic, but as a single player third person shoot like that's my kind of bread and butter. Like I want more of that. And like there's nothing on Xbox that really offers that that's specifically made for Xbox. It's it's third-party games from, like we said, Koei Tecmo or or Bandai Namco. It's nothing that Xbox has done. Like I, I'm still waiting on the new Fable. Like I'm sure you are. I, I want a new Fable. We don't, we, we know nothing about it. We know nothing about Everwild. It's like these games I want to know about, but they're struggling with the, the creative backgrounds and like how they're going to produce these games. And that's that's what I think they need to focus on is just nurturing these people that they already have that have been there for years and give them the tools to succeed, which I am sure they are doing, but it it doesn't seem like it's enough. Well, let's move away from this topic because there's another topic I want to get to before we close out the show. Canadian video game prices are on the rise at this point. And, and, you know, the big, the newest example being dead Island two, you know, came out last week. Uh, Again, you actually wrote up a whole article over over at uh, at console creatures about this. Um, So I encourage people to actually go check out your article about this, but um, dead Island two 98 Canadian dollars for the regular digital version. If you want the deluxe version, it's 104.99 Canadian. That's 125.99 for the gold version. Or if you want a physical copy, for some reason, it's $10 cheaper. It's 89.98 for a physical copy. Um, Oh my God, it's kind of the Wild West at this point for prices. And I don't get it. We actually, this is a trend that we we noticed earlier in the year here at Carpool Gaming um, that we talked about on a different podcast, as as I mentioned earlier in the show, that my viewers weren't able to hear for whatever reason, um, was Forspoken on PlayStation 5. Um, that game is $93.49 for the regular version, or it's $126.49 for the digital deluxe version. Or again, you get the $5 discount if you want 
the physical copy at $89.98. There's also another game that actually followed Dead Island's pricing structure, um, which was Stalker, um, Shadow of Chernobyl, uh, like the sequel to to Stalker, um, but it actually got pulled from the store. So we actually can't, I can't go back and pull up the price again, but I remember it being the exact same pricing structure as Dead Island. So $98 for the regular version and the deluxe version, gold versions were kind of similarly priced. So Bobby, I gotta ask you, first of all, What's going on with Canadian video game prices? Are they, is this new price point that people, uh, the developers are kind of, you know, playing around with? Is this kind of the new norm? What do you think about this? It's, it's difficult to say because I mean, this isn't the first time we've seen this. I I mean, as a kid, I remember games being priced kind of like this, where it was kind of, some games were lower priced. Like I would see games at 60, for example, $69 for a Kirby game. And then, now you look at Zelda, which is launching in two weeks, and it's eighty nine dollars. So like, there's there's a there's a lot of price discrepancy I'm noticing in, in Canada, and it's it's fluctuates. So like, you'll have like a period of time, like I'd say like ten years, where it, it's it's so wild like that, and then it'll kind of level off with the dollar, and then it'll go back down again, and then it'll go back up. So it's like I, it's hard to predict it because we haven't really seen this recently. I'd say I mean. 2010 we we're paying $59 and then 2014 it went up to sorry, it actually went up to 69 or $79 and went and then they went back down for a bit and now we're at like this breaking point where do you want to play games or do you want to pay for for rent or do you want to pay for for groceries it, it's at this point where like games are unsustainable in Canada mm-hmm. so Which, i mean it's hard to tell i mean you, and actually Surprisingly, so when you put that list together of the the Dead Island games, the the Hell A edition's surprisingly cheap. It's one hundred and twenty nine dollars in Canada, mm-hmm. and that's the special edition with like the statue and everything. And it's like that's kind of more in line with what I would expect from from a special edition and price point. But it's just unwieldy at this point. It's like it, it's hard to to want to buy games on day one and support developers because i mean you know how sales are it's the first x amount of time where where that's when the 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 sales are most important that's when the critical elements are most important it's just like how do you support that in in canada when when you're either thinking about where you're gonna sleep what game you're gonna play it's it's like you have to pick and choose so it's it's hard to yeah it's hard to gauge it but like it's just it's it's un. It's disappointing. That's that's that's. The, I'll sum it up. It's, it's a very disappointing thing, Canada, where we're affected to this point where you have to choose between your, you know, your hobbies that help you relieve your your, you know, your mental anguish or your stress or whether you want to have a good plate of dinner, food for dinner. Yeah, and also um, I forgot to mention as well. Callisto Protocol actually was the same pricing structure as Forspoken. Court reminded me in chat. But Callisto Protocol is another one of those games too that was also. 9349 and this is something actually to your point you know about the last price increase the one to 79.99 i remembered when when uh best buy started listing metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain was the first one i saw with the 79.99 price point where it just it just snuck in there no announcement or anything like that it just it just showed up that way and then like more and more games started to be listed by that until they were all listing for 79 to 9 79.99 because you know in 2014 to your point when it went back down again to, to 69 dollars like we thought maybe it was going to stay there because that was in line with 
what the conversion was at the time with the US dollar. But then as the US dollar kind of started to change, that's when it became $79.99 for $59.99 United States dollars games. And actually when you do the conversion, the actual conversion now, it is what the, the forespoken price is what I listed off. So, you know, 80 to, uh, or sorry, $79.99 US is $93.49 Canadian. So that price point makes sense if you're doing an exact conversion there rather than giving, you know, the, the yield Canadian couple dollar discount on the conversion there. But come on, man, especially uh, like when, when games are $98 before tax and we live, of course, you and I live in Ontario where tax is 15%. Like that's a $115 game at that point for the regular edition. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of groceries. That's, that's how I look at it because like really, that's the next best comparison is the biggest inflation is in games and in food. That's what I'm seeing. But here's the kicker is in Canada, we, when the dollar is more on par with the U S dollar, we don't see the benefits. It's always when the dollar is below the U S. So like I've always noticed is that even as close as it could get to like even a dollar to dollar ratio, we'll never see those discounts. We'll see always the, the higher price. And it's just, it's always been like that in Canada. We always get shafted on, a lot of things like that. And that's kind of why I missed the best buy, buy two, get one free, the future shop deals. Like that was the the best time where you could buy all your games for, for, I, I remember buying, God, I think I bought dead Island one. I bought uh fall fantasy 13 and they're all like $30 at the time. You, you had these discounts where you could buy bundles of games. And when they came out, you would pay 30% off and now you don't see that anymore. Yeah. Like I don't I know I if you remember that. E3 time specifically being like, here's the time to pre-order all your games during E3 because you got the two for one yeah. deals and things like that. Like, yeah, that that was the best time. It was like Christmas because like you're okay. Well, I want all these games. I'll just check them out now, and then once they ship, I get the notification and I get I get the savings. Yeah, but yeah, you won't find that anymore. It, it's 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 very disappointing to yeah. to be a Canadian gamer because like really, you're you're you're. Well, thankfully, you have a lot of choice these days with Game Pass and everyone's got backlog. But I mean, for new new games, it's like, OK, you have to be more selective. Do I want to support this? Do I want to support these developers? Do I want to go with a smaller team who, who just put up the same game same day? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a good thing in that sense where you, you can be a little bit more selective. But I mean, if you want to support these teams and developers, it's like, well, you can't do what you used to do anymore. That's how I see it, at least. But yeah. It's and tough. I can't see brings up some points in the chat where they're talking about CD keys being a thing, which is a, a website that sells, you know, PC keys for, for steam. That yep. is one of the, the benefits of some, a place like steam as an example for PC games. We're actually, that's probably the cheapest way to play PC games or 100%. games at this point is because none of those games have been like, uh, are actually affected by this. Like dead Island two on PC is the same as the physical version. Um, just to give you an example. So it is cheaper to play that games that way. But if you're a console gamer, like at this point, you're, you kind of priced into buying physical. Games. You're locked. You're locked out of the savings because you either have to pay the premium or you have to wait for a steep discount, which I mean, thankfully it happens every couple months. Like you will probably see a steep discount by, I say even July or June. Mm-hmm. But it's like by then, like the hype is gone. Like you missed, you missed. It's it's that FOMO of playing the game when it's out and getting to talk about it with everybody. And that's 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 the pay, that's what you're paying for is that that experience. Yeah. And at this point, you know, what we talked about Jedi Survivor earlier. Like at this point, like I'm kind of priced out of it at this point because there are so many things coming out. And it's just like I can't af- 
I can't afford that because you know I can, you know my my budgeting for games has definitely changed um, exactly since sort of this pricing is starting to pop up. So um, let's, let's yeah. put it this way: so for the price of one game today, so if we pick like Dead Island two, it's a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, you could have bought two premium games with with a you know plus or minus ten dollars, like easily. I remember paying one hundred fifteen dollars for like near and I bought the new FIFA in 2010 and that yeah. was like that was fantastic but now it's like everything's doubled in the last decade it's like how do you, how is this sustainable like we cannot do this for any for for a long period of time it, it's not going to work yeah and to your point like you're right like when the when you know the Canadian dollar kind of comes around you're like that price is not going back down again like they're not they're not going to lower the price for that like that no, never happens will never like never. like we're, currently in Canada we're also facing like huge inflation on groceries as an example um and those those high prices are never coming down again like at this point like those are the prices we're just going to kind of live off because people they know people will pay them at this point they have no choice and that's that's the problem in Canada there's there's a very distinct lack of choice but i mean really best we can do is just support the 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 developers you want and then that's that's pretty much it wait for a sale so like i'm I'm okay with doing that i mean yeah i'll be there day one for the people i support like square enix i'll be there for final fantasy day one Mm -hmm. i can wait i'm playing jedi survivor if i wasn't reviewing i probably would have waited for a sale so that's that's what i'm saying it's like pick and choose your battles on this one yeah And, and likewise you know i'm more likely to buy a nintendo switch you know first party game day one simply because they don't put those games on sale so i know that it's just going to be that price no matter when i buy it anyways exactly a a game like jedi survivor in three or four months i know it'll be close to half off oh or you'll you'll get it for a fraction i think i picked up uh fallen order on steam for four four dollars yeah so it's like okay making the rounds yeah that's exactly it right so like i i may have bought it at console on launch but like if you if you're a PC gamer, you're you're benefiting the most. Out. You'll buy whatever games you want for peanut for pennies on the dollar on CD keys or Steam sales, and that's why I I, I think PC is like probably the 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 premier place to play these days. And I'm a console gamer, so like me saying that means it's true. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts to say it. It hurts to yeah. say it, but it's true. Like you're yeah having I mean, a Steam Deck and a PC. Yeah. To be fair, you do have a pretty sizable investment as far as actually buying the PC itself. But once you're in that ecosystem, you're definitely right as far as you you actually save that money on the back end with the games themselves. But you can do a lot more with the PC, so it's not just games you're playing. Like you build a good PC, like you're future proofing yourself for like ten years at some point. Like I mean, my computer is about eight years old, and it's it's still good. It's just if I swap out the graphics card, I could last another five years. Yeah, exactly. Well, there we go. We have officially turned the Xbox Drive once again into the PC podcast. This has actually been a thing for the last couple of weeks, Bobby. We're, we've, we're, uh, this is kind of our unofficial PC podcast, it, as well as our Xbox podcast, since we don't have a PC podcast. Nah, they blend together, right? So, I mean, Xbox, yeah. PC. Exactly. Same, I mean, same architecture. I play all my Game Pass games now on PC instead of on the Xbox, which is just weird to say. All right. Last question of the week before we kind of get out of here. This comes to us from Cortland. Can we just strike this one? Can we skip this one? We at Carpool Gaming always read off and answer the questions that we receive. Um, Cortland asks, what is better than pecan pie? You know what the answer to this question is? Literally anything in the world. Yeah, because it's trash tier pie that only belongs in the garbage. Yeah. I don't think and it's... you know what's better than... Yeah, well, let's give them a true answer, though. Yeah. Pineapple pizza is better than pecan pie. Like, there's no doubt. Whoa. But 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 pineapple pizza is not good. 
No, it's 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 the the premier Canadian pizza that was created by a beautiful Greek man in London in 1962. And I, I, uh, that's slander. I, I I'm sorry, listeners and court. You're wrong if you agree with court. It's just the fact that I'm I'm spouting yeah. today is just pineapple pizza is heavenly. No, so here's the thing. First of all, I can get behind you on the pecan pie thing because even though I don't eat pie currently, because I don't you know eat sweet stuff right now, if back in the day when I ate pie and I tried a bunch of different pies, you better believe that pecan was probably one of the worst pies I ever tasted back in the yeah. day. I don't think it's, it's the, the worst one- pie out there because I think like, I think rhubarb pie, for example, is probably worse. Or I like that like less than something like pecan pie. But I definitely think pecan pie, not a great type of pie. Definitely. If you if you put a gun to my head, I would eat neither one. I would just just say just do it. Just yeah. just get it over with. Because like I'm not doing it. And to to courts, I don't know. I don't want to say to like his his favor. He usually has good taste, but this one he's completely wrong on and like really. Yeah. I'm sorry, Court, your daughter, you can't teach her that pecan pie is better than pumpkin pie or apple pie. Like, there's just no question. And yeah, do I mean, better. Please, please do better with with what you're doing, because like I'm, I'm disappointed. There's a reason why pumpkin pie and apple pie are staples. It just, yeah, it, it is what it is. You know, it's a, American pie is a, uh, or apple pie is an American classic. But I will say I don't agree with you with pineapple and pizza. But you know what? I'm not going to be like Steve Vegvari, who wants to shame people who uh, like pineapple on pizza. I will say. I respect the fact that you like pineapple pizza and I'm okay with it. Despite the fact that I don't like it. It's, it's not for everyone, but it is for me. So, I mean, yeah, I, I will shame you for it. I, I probably will shame anybody who doesn't like pineapple pizza. I I'm, I'm with Steve on that. I I'm at that level where I'm going to shame you. So shame on you guys. Shame on all of you because <laughs> it is the best, best pizza you'll ever have. And if you go to a place like um, pineapple pizza, you'll probably have probably one of the better pineapple pizzas in the world. And that was the last time Bobby was on the show. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, God. Anyways, oh, that's God. gonna that's gonna wrap up the show tonight. But Bobby, again, huge thank you for joining me tonight, man. I really appreciate you hopping in the car with us. Once again, tell the folks out there where people can find you on the internet, my friend. You can find myself on Twitter, Instagram at bpashalitis, and you can follow console creatures at console creature on Twitter and Instagram because I couldn't afford the extra S at the end because that's just the way it is. I mean, my my name pretty much ran out of console creature. Sorry, guys, but yeah, we're everywhere. Listen to our podcast on CreatureCast and check out our articles. We got some pretty good stuff coming up pretty much every day. Nice, nice. As for me, you find me on Twitter at Ryan Turfer, and you also find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming, on YouTube at youtube.com slash carpoolgaming, and on podcast services around the globe. Don't forget, of course, to come back this weekend for Carpool Gaming Days. It's going to be awesome, I swear. We're going to have some amazing things. I mean, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know yet. There are so many so many things that we're, we're not even going to announce until Saturday and are going to blow y'all's minds. So make sure to come back for that. So... For Bobby, I'm Ryan. This has been episode 288 of the Xbox Drive. Only 12 more episodes until episode 300, and we're out. Good night, everybody.
The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. And we want to say thank you to our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. Check out his Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. You can check them out over at youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels. Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive. You can check out his music over on Spotify, as well as a whole bunch of other places. Links are in the show note for his music. And Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix over at Drive Extra Life team. You can check them out over at phoenixoverdrive.com. All of the links to all of our ultimate producers, of course, always found in the show notes of this video. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern, and our gold members, Anna, Bobla, Bowza, Cecily Carosa, Dano, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Hopple, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, and Tim Pallon. Thank you so much for all of your support, and if you want to hop in the car with us, head over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you.